This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you all to the Warning Radio program. Those that are watching our Warning Television program, different social media platforms. Uh, Welcome. I have with me today, Robert Brunel, Pastor Brunel. Now, he is an evangelist, an international, I would say. A technovangelist. What a technovangelist does is get out the gospel online. So, and we're doing that, he's doing that uh, to try to reach Every nation for Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And I've been doing that for about 20 years. Good. And what's your website? DivineRevelations.info. Okay. Now, he came to the Lord in 1991, rededicated his life in 2000. And so I'm going to let you now just share a little bit uh, of how God brought you to this place today where you're at in your walk with God. Also, I know you've lived in China. You've done a lot of fascinating things. I I read your bio and uh, there's a lot we could talk about. Amen. So so go ahead, Robert, uh, share a little bit. Okay. So uh, for the last uh, 20 years, I've been uh, focusing on getting the gospel out online because you can reach all nation groups, all languages that way. And uh, at our peak, we reached about 70,000 people a day with the gospel. And my goal is to have the gospel out in every language that has over a million speakers. Wow. That was the goal, yes. Yeah, amen. Now, I came to the Lord. Uh, Very interesting. I was in college, and uh, a man gave me the Bible on audio tape. Okay. And uh, and that's the time I really didn't believe in the Lord, but I wanted to know the philosophy of Jesus Christ. Okay. The ideology. So I took the tape home. I went in my room. I shut the door. It was just me. I pushed the tape. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I never had experience with the Lord, I started shaking. And I'm trying, to, I'm trying to scientifically explain, why am I shaking? And after that, just a moments after that, I started crying and crying like a little baby. And again, this is interesting because I'm a scientific person. I explain everything with reason and logic. And then a strong presence enters the room. And you could feel it. You could be the most hardened atheist in the world. You could feel it. And then the Lord started speaking to me the first time in my life, really strong. And I knew it was the Lord. And I remember looking around the room going, who is speaking to me? What is going on? 
because my eyes don't see anybody, but your spirit's going, yes, someone's talking to you. And I remember the first time the Lord started speaking to me, I, I asked the Lord, you know, I'm 21 years old. I've been waiting for you for 21 years. Where were you? And the answer the Lord gave to me was, no, you weren't waiting for me for 21 years. I was waiting for you for 21 years. And that just kind of hit me like, what, what does that mean? Well, that means you are running after women, you're running after fame and sports and everything, but you were not running after the Lord. And only now, the first time when you're listening to the Bible, you find the Lord. So that's the first experience. Now, I was crying and weeping for 30 minutes because wow. back in that time, the tapes run out after about 30 minutes and it jumps up. And I was a new person. Yes. Every evil thing about me, the Lord dealt with at a new heart. I got my purity back. Wow. It was like I was living my whole life in darkness and all of a sudden the lights turned on real strong. And, uh, you know, that's very difficult for a scientific person because they can't explain that away with, with everything they have. That was the Lord cleansing me. Wow. My first encounter with the Lord. Wow. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Well, that's exciting. I know you were involved with a, a team called Inside Out. Amen. Yeah, why don't you share a little bit about what that was all about? This was the evangelical team of Overlake Christian Church. Now, Overlake Christian Church was is one of the largest churches in Washington, and we would go out all over sharing the, the gospel online, or sharing the gospel on the streets, sharing the gospel with the homeless, just going right into the heart of the beast and uh, doing God's heart right on the streets of Seattle. Wow. And uh, we reached many people, even the down and out. We were, you know, we didn't, uh, we didn't hold back on anybody. Uh, we just shared the gospel with, with God's loving touch in Seattle. Amen. And that's what it takes. It really takes the, the heart of God, the compassion of God. Uh, and, and that's what we should all have. It shouldn't matter that uh, this is an important person or this is the government. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're in the slums. Mm -hmm. I mean, in God's eyes, they're equally important. Amen. And we need to operate with that type of love. And when you can, then you can minister to these people. You know, they know if you care for them and or they know you're, if you're a hypocrite. Yeah. They know if you care. Yeah. It's just like children. Children know if you're safe, if you care. Oh. And they come to you. And uh, they also know maybe uh, you're dangerous. Mm -hmm. So they have that intuitive discernment, I believe, from God himself to protect them. Amen. When we were doing prison ministries, I would always, always have the prisoners look into your eyes. Because they would know a scam artist when they see totally, it. Totally, totally. And that's why grandmothers can look in your eyes and see what's going on. Yes. But uh, you want people to look in your eyes because so, that's the window to the soul. Yes. And then they know, are you serious? That's You're right. just another scam artist. That's right. Now, you know, Overlake also asked you to be the visiting pastor for Redmond Heights Senior Center. Mm-hmm. Explain yeah. about what your ministry was there about. Well, that was uh, that's a center right next to uh, uh, Overlake that houses uh, many of the elderly. They go from there to hospice. So this is the one uh, before hospice. And I was doing the ministry there, uh, reaching many people in the end times of their life. Now, this is a very important ministry because I believe the enemy has a has a focus to get the people that are about to die from ever coming to the Lord. Yes. So you have to have ministries that go into the homes, go into the uh, elderly centers and share the gospel. And that was our job. Amen. I know in your bio, you said uh, 
Your life was transformed by hearing some powerful testimonies <laughs> like Bill Wees and, and Mary Kay Baxter. What was Mary Kay Baxter? What was her? What, do you know the name of her husband? No. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if it's if uh, I, I worked with a, a man. His wife was <laughs> Baxter, an uh, uh, evangelist. Mm-hmm. Powerful meeting she had. Oh man! But uh, you said you you had some uh, life was changed by their powerful testimonies. Yes. You want to you want to share one or two? So everyone needs to hear Mary Kay Baxter's testimony. She was given a 30 day tour of hell and a 10 day tour of heaven. And once you see what happens in God's judgment to those that are not saved, you start getting very serious about the gospel. And you stop defining hell as just a place without God's presence to, oh my goodness, this is the wrath of God. You don't want this on your worst enemy. I don't care if someone tried to kill your whole family. You don't want this on anyone. You go share the gospel. And you take it very serious. That testimony got me serious about evangelism. And I think everyone should hear Mary Kay Baxter's testimony on hell. Wow. Now, you've been involved with uh, people with drugs, too. Amen. Amen. So uh, on the streets, I remember one of the testimonies I have on the streets uh, of another guy named Robert. And you'll love this testimony because this really encourages you for the baptism of fire. He was someone that was, someone shared the gospel on the streets of Seattle, but he was high on heroin and uh, his mind was kind of fried. And, you know, he just sits there and accepts the Lord. He takes in the gospel message and he, this is his testimony. He's walking down the streets of Seattle and he says, the fire of God hit the top of his head and he could feel it. Yeah. This is a hot fire, sure. but not painful. Okay. And it slowly goes down his body. He's feeling this fire slowly go down his body while he's high on drugs. And he said this, once the fire hit the bottom of his feet, all the drugs were gone. And he got his mind clear again. And he experienced a born again experience and never got back on the drugs. And you know, you could have gone through a hundred, uh, uh, drug abuse programs. The fire of God did it one time. That's using God's fire, God's power. It's much better than any program man can ever give. Praise God. The power of God that brings instant salvation, redemption, restoration, deliverance, uh, the breaking of bondages. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that will ever replace that. You can yeah. be counseled for 20 years, yet God can do it right now. Amen. Right now. And uh, whether it's deliverance from drugs, whether it's tumors disappearing off your lungs, but God can give you instant deliverance, instant healing. Just like the demoniac. So you can't get much lower than the, the demoniac. Oh my goodness, he had a legion of demons in him. He was naked in the, in the tombs, cutting himself. And all of a sudden he's in his right mind. That's the power of the Lord. Amen. You know, now OCC also asked you to help run the Alpha program. What's that? Okay, the Alpha program is a great program for skeptical people that are ready to learn about the Lord. People that uh, have not been churched and, and you want to explain the basics of the, the faith. It is a, it's a great program, Alpha. You can go and uh, look it up online, the Alpha program. It has about 16 messages that cover the fundamentals of the faith. 
And anyone that has a hard time jumping into the church culture, just doesn't want to hear churchianity or Christianity, doesn't know any of the language, that program will make it easier for them to understand what the Lord's about. Wow. Now, I know, Robert, that evangelism is your passion. Amen. Amen. Um, so you joined the, an organization called Godmobile. Oh, it's still going. Yeah. Tell They're us at, about it. Okay. Everyone got an, you need to know about the Godmobile because they go to all the fairs. And they set up a booth in every fair, and this is now international, and the, f- the fair is called the Godmobile, and it, what it does, it, it holds up a tent or a, a, a banner that says, two-question test to see if you're going to get to heaven. And people come in, and they want to know what's the, they want to take the two-question test, and it's a very simple test. The first question is, are you going to go to heaven when you die? And the next question is, why, or how do you know? And by someone answering those two questions, you can tell where their faith is, okay. whether they have faith or where their faith is. And then you can either say, either say, yes, you're on the right path, or you can say, no, 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 you're putting your faith in something besides the gospel. And in about five minutes, we can start uh, just getting people a more clear definition of the gospel and putting them on the right track. We meet thousands of people, tens of thousands of people each year. At all the fairs, great ministry. You can go to godmobile.org, join it, and share the gospel at the fairs. Well, I knew a little bit about it, but I wanted you to uh, just expound on it. <laughs> I mean, uh, one year I know that uh, people we were involved with, uh, the director in one area, uh, he did not have the financing to, to get the materials. And I know World Ministries at that time, we just printed it all for him and gave it free. And so we've been involved with the Godmobile uh, before, and it is a great source of reaching people for Jesus. It is in the fairs. Yes. And, uh, you know, if you've gone to the fairs, you might have seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen them in so many fairs because I, I, you know, I look for them because we've helped them before. And I believe in evangelism, reaching the lost. I mean, that's part of what we do at World Ministries International is we try to reach as many people for Jesus Christ as possible. And so that's a great ministry. And um, now you've also lived in China. Amen. Yes. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Okay. So in 2006, we moved to China. My wife is Chinese and we started doing ministry there. Now, just so you know, China, everyone thinks it's one nation group. It's actually 56 different nation groups. So when you minister in China, you're hitting 56 nations. And what communism has done in China is just made a vacuum. People want to hear the gospel. Uh, if you, if when we were handing out tracks in China, people will come up to you and take a track. When we're sharing the gospel, people will come up to you and want to know, what are these foreigners talking about? And you can reach a lot of people in China. It is an open door. Uh, the Chinese church has uh, exploded under four, four uh, waves of persecution, starting with the Boxer Rebellion, the Communist Revolution, the Cultural Revolution, and even the latest one that, uh, where they persecute people um, using technology. And every one of these waves, the church explodes. So there's anywhere from 100 million to 200 million Christians in China. When I go there, almost everybody knows a Christian. They might not be one, but they know a Christian. So it is definitely a hotbed of activity and sharing the gospel is very easy because communism has just made a vacuum 
where no one, I didn't meet anyone that was excited about uh, communism when I was there. But you can share with, you could share with the police. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, you can share with the police. If they don't want to receive it, they'll give you at least 15 minutes of politeness listening before they try to exit the conversation. And as long as you don't hit the five red flags, they won't bother you. And the five red flags are? Okay, you don't start protests in China. You don't criticize the government. You don't mention Taiwan, Tibet, Tiananmen Square. And you, you can't be a foreign operative like the Jesuits. So I could come up to secret police in China, and I would tell them. I mean, I had a printout. I would tell them, you know, I'm not protesting. I'm not criticizing the government. I'm not mentioning these red flags. And I'm not a foreign operative. But I do share the gospel. And I would just tell the secret police that. And now that's technically illegal. But all the things they're looking for, the real protesters, you, you're not those guys. So if you're respectful of, their, uh, of those other things, they're just not excited to take you out or to remove you. Good. So. My heart has been in Asia a long time. The Hansons, uh, Seawards, uh, uh, Margaret Seaward. She was Margaret Hanson. Uh, my father's sister. My father was born in uh, Peking, which is now Beijing. And, and so then uh, uh, the Hansons, Seawards, have been in that part of the world for over 90 years. Praise God. And so uh, whether it's China or Singapore or Malaysia or Hong Kong, uh, Japan, on and on and on, uh, we have been... Uh, in that part of the world, living as missionaries or uh, people coming in to share the truth. I go in and out of China. So when I discovered that you lived in China for 10 years, obviously that took up my antennas. Amen. I'm and very interested in China. <laughs> and Beijing is kind of one of the hearts. From Beijing, yeah. you can go to Mongolia. You can go to North Korea. You can go to uh, Vietnam, Laos. It's all a train ride. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in and vo- out of China, uh, taking Bibles in there, uh, spoken in the underground church. Uh, let me tell you, I could tell you stories about China and, and God helping us. Amen. I got a good story. I'll, I'll, so one of the first times I went to China, I was smuggling Bibles in. Yeah, in I've my, done that a lot. In my luggage. Yeah. Now, one of the stupid things I did is I bought some cheese at one of the airports. And when I came into China, they had this this survey. Did you bring any dairy food? Oh, my. So I said, yes, I brought some dairy food. Well, saying yes means you're going to go in the line and they're going to check all your luggage. Yes. So I, I wasn't really thinking like that. But uh, So they took me aside. They put me in a room. And they asked me to open my luggage and show me what was inside of it. Because I, I have contraband. I have cheese. But once they said, and this was on camera, but once they said, could you open it? Could you show us what's in there? I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding. So I opened it and I took out my pants, you know, my underwear, and I'm showing all this on the camera, but I did not show them the places that I had the Bible. Yes, yes. Because letting me do it, I was in control. Yeah. And after showing them five or six areas, they, they said, that's fine. You can now shut it down. Did you show them the cheese? Oh, I showed them the cheese, but they never saw all the Bibles that were laced around my, uh, laced around my luggage. Yeah, and this is on camera. I know, I know. And the strange thing is, about two weeks later, my wife's mom, who's in China, said, "Robert, you're on TV. You're on CCTV." What? 
I'm on. Yeah, they have you showing your underwear and your pants on TV. <laughs> now, it wasn't a police camera. That was a CCTV uh, article on the slowness of the airports. Yes, yes, yes. So I was on TV smuggling Bibles. My The Bibles are right there in the luggage. They never saw me, even though I was on TV. So the Lord protected me. Praise God. Oh, praise my God. Yeah, we could tell you stories, so many stories of God's protection. I know we would take uh, suitcases, just jam, pack, yeah. nothing but Bibles, things now like you just, that. Yeah, now you just ship them in. Yeah, or and sometimes you can find places that will either even print them. Yeah. Now you got to be careful there. They have to be careful sometimes. Now, um, but there's, you know, there you got three churches there, the underground church, the three self church, and the international church. Now there's a fourth one. What's that? The fourth one while we were there was the underground church coming above ground. Okay. So we saw a lot of churches that uh, they were just too big to hide. I mean, one of our church, Zion Church in Beijing, they had an entire floor of a hotel. You can't hide that. And what we saw is the church had enough influential people that the police couldn't just come in and, and stop it because our, our people could start making waves that other police uh, would protect us. But the new guy, Xi Jinping, uh, he put an end to a lot of the fourth church, the underground churches that were coming above ground. Now a lot of them started going back underground under the new guy, Xi Jinping. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember... Um we, you know, we'd have strategy when I led teams in there and we would go to the underground church. And I remember when um, I was speaking and uh, all of a sudden uh, I, I was probably there already over two hours and the Lord said, stop and get out. So I just closed it off and I said, let's go. And we walked out. And, and as soon as we got out, we saw the police swarming from all angles. We had already decided what we were going to do. So the team split and we met up later. Wow. But if it wasn't for listening to the Holy Spirit, you'd be I'd have a jailhouse ministry. Yes. Yes. I was arrested uh, seven, eight times in Beijing. So I, I know what it's like getting arrested. Uh, they're always looking for that kind of uh, uh, subversive activity. I know my grandfather, my father, they spent uh, two years in a concentration camp. And so, and that was during World War II under the Japanese, which was the most uh, brutal uh uh, concentration camps under the Japanese. Yes. But uh, my uncle, who was a pastor, was shot in the head and killed. And uh, my father had to eat eggshells to keep his teeth from falling out. Stuff like this. Wow. So, I mean, they were, you know, they were all beaten and some missionaries were buried alive. But uh, again, they counted it worthy. This yep. is this is what the gospel's all about, to serve the Lord. You don't Amen. see that mindset sometimes. We count it all worthy. That's what Paul said. We count it worthy. Why? Because they knew there was eternal life. Amen. And, and they counted it worthy. And that's what we should do. We should have that attitude. We count it worthy. Yes. To suffer for the Lord. And every time I was arrested in China, literally in the next month, my ministry would double. Amen. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, there's nothing like suffering for the Lord to spread the seeds of harvest. Amen. Amen. I mean, you, you look at when they suffered harvest uh, just exploded in revival in China. Amen. Amen. And all over. And it's coming here because the church is backslidden. We're going to see some suffering and you're going to see an explosion of the harvest. And that's what we need. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, I've been all over the world. I've seen suffering. I've sat in cells. It's not, it's not pleasant, 
but unfortunately, like a child that's disobedient, you need a good spanking. Yes, and we need a revival. You will not We've fix this situation. got to have it, with a, and it's going to come through suffering because the church isn't listening under freedom. In fact, there's a, there's a good lesson of uh, Elijah's mistake. And Elijah's mistake was he did fix the situation with the false prophets, and he did uh, bring justice by removing them, but he didn't bring revival. And it was a, it's a two-prong approach, the judgment and revival, and you need both. And uh, that's what we need in America. We need the revival from the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the warning radio program, television program, social media, uh, shortwave. And I've had special guests today has been Robert and his last name, uh, Brunel. And uh, let me tell you, his website, say it again. DivineRevelations.info, which has many testimonies of people that have had face-to-face encounters with Jesus Christ. That was the focus. Good. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. I want you to do two things. I want you to click on Eagle Saving Nation, subscribe. We got to get into the NFL stadiums, the football stadiums, the basketball arenas. We've got to get right back to Pentecost in a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit and order my book, The Science of Judgment. Once again, www.worldministries.org. May God richly bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.